This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. Steve Hughes, thank you for joining me in the trenches. No problem. Lovely to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Um, how are you holding up on the battleground of the information war? Um, well, I'm here in my secret bunker with my, uh, <laughs> my teddy bear protection. <laughs> I thought I should mention that for the viewers. Go, what's it in the background? I'm in my mate's daughter's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a teddy bear in the background. The, the information warfare world. Mm. Some of it I just stay out of these days. Unless I'm doing my shows. So I was talking to my mate in Australia yesterday. If you're trying to talk to people who are completely programmed, we all got programmed. Like, like Sometimes people have said to me, you think I'm brainwashed? I'm going to go, well, yeah, what made you think you got out of it? You know, like... Did you go to school, watch TV, listen to scientists and priests and politicians? Yeah, well, <laughs> guess where it comes from. <laughs> so, so my buddy, you know, if, if it's, uh, these days I sometimes think to myself, if I'm talking to someone, and this is not coming from a point of view like I think, oh, I've got the ultimate truth about everything. But most people don't. I've, I've, I've looked at stuff for 20-odd years. Right? So most people don't, do they? If we're talking about getting through to the general public now on, on, on information and ideas. So then when I say something to them like, you know, I, says, you know, I wonder why this is happening. I go, well, it could be happening because of this. And they go, no, I don't think it's that. Yeah, but, yeah, but you don't know anything about what I'm talking about. Like, and, and, and you're trying to get through their program, right? You've got to get over the brainwashing because it's it's unconscious. You know, it's sort of starting to realise we all work on the unconscious, right? So, so, so when people are still when they're still wrapped up in the mainstream paradigms of what that all doctors are good and hospitals are this for that and World War Two is because of this reason and all that they, they, they went to the moon. See, that that's a reality for most people. They don't question. Mm. At all, you know. And the funny thing is, none of us know if they went to the moon. I'm pretty certain they didn't. <laughs> yes, same here. Right? I'm they didn't as well, right? But if we all want to sit in the space of honesty, what? Well, none of you know. Right? But most people go, "Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, 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 right, right." See, what you do is you believe it, and sometimes I can see how quickly programming works. I once explained this to someone. I said, "See, see, the belief is not knowing. None of us know." And this guy goes, yeah, I know what you're saying. Personally, I believe they went. See, straight away, he just came back with what I was telling him. It doesn't matter whether you believe they went. Right? So all these beliefs that people have are like paradigms that create reality because we project out. Now we behave, mm. don't we, through the, through the program. So sometimes when you're trying to give people information, you've got to get over that. Because, because if you're giving them information which deconstructs that, and to me, these are my theories, and that's like what the, well, their psychological foundation of reality is being 
eroded, right? So some people can't have that happen quickly, like anything, because you create a vacuum. You know, where, where, where do they fall? Where can they fall onto? So if they don't have information about other things of why things could be going on in the world, they, I think the denial just takes over because, they, because, because doesn't the mind need something to construct, to jump onto? So if you don't have any knowledge about alternative things that could be going on in the world, then, then how does your mind grab on? So you've got opinions, but it's all coming from the mainstream. But you don't think the mainstream's corrupt. Or if you do think it's corrupt, it's just, well, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just, well, this is like that. And, you know, but what I, I just don't think about <laughs> yeah right and so so I've sort of stopped when it comes mm. to me. If, I'm, if I'm coming up against people like that I just stop because I go what's the point I'm to the job to change you I can't it's like you know when people go you know that saying when people go well change my mind I wrote a joke going, God you can't do nothing for yourself can you like, like, like <laughs> I, I can't plus I, it's a hard enough change in my mind but <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to change yours? <laughs> um, I was chatting to somebody a few weeks ago uh, about the moon landing, and he said, "You don't, you don't believe they went to the moon." And I said, "Well, how do you know they went?" And he he paused for a moment, and I said, "Did you see it on TV?" And he said, "Yes." That's it. And the funny <laughs> thing is, the funny thing is, is when you're trying to give them alternative information, mainstream people. Here's the funny thing: the way the human, if you fed them. The information I'm trying to tell them, which they reject, if they heard it through the TV, they'd believe it. <laughs> so if the TV came on and told them a conspiracy theory that I'm telling them, they'd believe it. But they won't believe it from me. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Because the human collective consciousness is uh, infected with a mind virus that's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. Which are the, I've been listening to a guy called John Trudell recently. He was an American Indian fella who was an activist for years. I don't like that word these days. It's been tainted by morons. But, but he says all these things I understand and know, but he puts it into a way which is great. It's a great paradigm to understand it. And it's... Uh, as he says, you know, you had spirit. He's American Indian. So what is spirit? Well, spirit is... is I used to have this joke where I used to go, we're human beings. I used to go, well, what's the being bit? So you're all being humans, but I think we're the being bit. And then he said the same thing the other day. He's going, see, you're the being. Like, that's eternal. And like... And that's what B Buddhism will say, all these, these spirit ideas of what? Well, the groundless being of existence. If you want to call it God. Right? But then that names it. That names the unnameable. Right? See, a lot of the idea of spirituality, another word that's been bastardized, is horrible to use because it's all new agey now. Right? But, but as he says, this John Trudell guy too, he goes, I don't even call it God or name it because it's, not, it's unnameable. It's, it's the groundless being of existence. It's beyond time and space. It's what you are. It's where you, you know, you'll, you'll come into this body for a while, then it'll go away. But what, what doesn't go away is the eternity of the beingness. That's the earth. But what did they do? Well, they brought you in this outward sky god, father figure, guilt-ridden, sin god. Which was now what? In the form of a man. So it's, it's, turned, into, it's turned into man. Right? So it's a mind parasite that takes you away from your connection as, a, as tribal people is connected to the earth and the evolution of the earth and the sun and everything that's made in that because you're all part of that. 
It's like I just joke years ago going, when you buy land, I'm going to buy a piece of land. Off who? Who are you buying land off? Well, I tell you, the people conspiracy theorists keep trying to tell you about. That's who you're buying land off. Someone came and took the land. Who took the planet to sell it back to you? Because you're only here for a bit. So, so the recycling's already worked out by nature and the universe. Why? Because the body dies and then the land will be free, won't it? Why? Because it's the next body that is on it. Right? Because it's unsaleable. But you've compartmentalized the, the, the eternity hmm. into a product. And now you live in the material age, which is why they constantly produce, uh, talk about scientists as the new gods. Why? Because they've turned you into machines and they've infected your minds and how you are as spiritual beings. Why? To become... The, the, the batteries in the in the economic monster that needs to be run. So they need you as a machine-like clone thing that doesn't understand why it's here. It just exists and survives. It doesn't know how to live. Mm. And so these great paradigms, as we were talking at the beginning of the show, they're what they infect our minds with, which infects the spirit, which is which there is a virus on this planet. That's it. Yeah, they've inverted, your, they've inverted your reality to understanding what your existence is. So you've become a compartmentalized. You can see all this in modern medicine. They have a kidney expert yep. and a liver expert and a lung expert and a foot expert. But the whole thing's one thing. The body's one thing. Chinese medicine looks at it as one thing, don't they? Right? And even like, and what is shamanic medicine? Well, that's going beyond the body to find out where the where the illness is coming through. Where it's where it's because as Chinese would say, the body is the last port of call for illness, because it's already somewhere in another field, which is because it's being influenced by the the unconscious and the thoughts and mm. and so and so we've been infected ideas of selling and work and 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 industrialization and serfs and and monarchs and royalty and and and, and leaders and. Mm. And as John Trudell says, the brilliant thing, he goes, and we, we think that's power. He goes, it's not, it's authority. Power is what the universe is, what you are, your power. And so when you get money, he goes, they say you get power with money. He goes, no, you get access to authority. <clears throat> but you haven't really got power. Now, they disguise their, what they call power, which is really authority, with what? Violence and guns and threats and fines and, and incarceration and and. and basically threats and then the religion does it through what sin and guilt and hell <laughs> right so so this, this is now a parasitic uh, virus within the collective consciousness within human beings and if you want to get deeper then you could look at it like paul levi talks about with tico which is like a mind virus which the american indians talk about or even if you go to john lamb lash which talks about archons which is an off-planet almost alien like mind virus which has infected the planet i haven't i haven't had enough to drink yet <laughs> we, we jump straight in the deep end <laughs> what what is your background let's let's go back to the, the to the yeah, basics yeah we started off with that and we'll, <laughs> we'll go backwards i used to play heavy metal bands i like motley crew <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's all i did do i was in metal bands from my 20s and into my 30s and different bands. Then I got into comedy because bands were a hassle. I prefer to be in bands and do comedy, to tell you the truth. I prefer to make music, but uh, 
so I just thought, right, I'll see if I can do comedy. Because we used to watch comedy, you know, in the 80s. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Billy Connolly and stuff. I was kind of funny, you know, so I just tried it. I was funny and dysfunctional enough. <laughs> and then I just got into comedy in Australia. I was still in bands. And then I decided, oh, if I would need to do anything like I knew what I'd have to do in bands to get out of Australia and go to Europe, go to England. So then I came here and just stayed here for years and years and years and got on the comedy circuit and just got good at com comedy. And then basically my comedy turned more, really more social commentary around 2002. 2003 when they did that or 2001 that 9-11 thing and then they went into Iraq that's when it went that's when my comedy turned more into which is what I've always liked the most like when I saw first saw Bill Hicks because I'd already been to coming up through heavy metal hanging out with punk guys I already knew Henry Rollins and Jello Biafra who did spoken word records you know which I'd never heard of in the metal world you know so these guys that did sort of you know like a poetry reading, but it's just a monologue of social commentary. And then when I saw Bill Hicks, that was like everything combined. It was like social commentary with like from the punk side with, with killer material. And then it was just, and I've always liked art that's got some something to it, you know. Mm. Like, like, like even if it's a personal message, if it's from the heart, you know, I'm not a mainstream kind of guy and listen to some crap, you know. Like, like, you, said, you said spoken yeah. word, um, and I'm reminded of, your own song called In Lies We Trust. Mm, right. Very good. Well, Very dark. You know about... mm. It is dark. <laughs> but the message is there of what it, what it means. Mm. You know? In lies we trust. We do. I mean, I, I, I haven't watched TV really. I've watched videos and shows and stuff, but I haven't watched mainstream TV since 1987. Really, because I can't. I can't. I just don't know how people can watch it. I can't, you know, you're, you're an adult. They're showing you dumb shows with people being idiots and peppered with ads about insurance and fear and death. And I'm like, oh, I mean, how can you watch a film with ads? <laughs> like, how, how can you watch it? Like, 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 I like every seven minutes, not like every 45 minutes or something. Oh, all right, well, fucking. How do you watch Apocalypse Now and every seven minutes they come on and try and sell you carpet and life insurance? Like, <laughs> aren't you supposed to be in the grip of this this boat ride up the, up the river to find the Colonel Kurtz and seven, every seven minutes, you know? Carpets, carpets, carpets. It's like, what? <laughs> People can just exist in that world. I guess it keeps them comfortable. It keeps a, a sort of a psychological security perhaps around reality or the truth of what's really going on. <laughs> Uh, well, if you if you excuse the pun, um, you were quite instrumental in the very hardcore metal scene in Australia. Yeah, originally, yeah, there was no such band, so we were kind of in the first thrash bands. And, uh, Let me get this right: uh, Slaughter Lord and Mortal Sin. Yeah, they were the two first thrash bands, and I ended up playing in both of them. But I, I formed Slaughter as a drummer Lord first. Mm. So, yes. so, 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 in other words, what you're saying is that, is that you were the guy who hung out with musicians. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> also, the guy that got the whole band known because I'm the guy that did all the work. So, <laughs> which is why I'm still the only guy that's an artist to this day out of all those people. So. How did you go from from heavy metal to 
comedy. It almost sounds contradictory. Well, some people wouldn't think so. The way that a lot of people look at heavy metal, they think it's they think it's hilarious. But you know, heavy metal is uh, always a world that's sort of been misunderstood in the sense of because it's got you know lots of bands, especially when extreme metal turned up. So of course, there's bands with you know Satanism and imagery, and there's always violence and blood and associated horror is associated with it so of course there's that, that that tough looking image that angry screaming so forth but most of the guys in the in these bands and you meet these people always i talk to bouncers all the time and go what are the, what are the easiest nights you get metal nights well i guess n- nothing happens you're a fucking dickhead but it's no fucking big deal you know because mainstream nights they're the fucking of course they are you know because <laughs> Because, yeah, alternative people, where they used to be, you know, were kind of cool. They don't want to be involved in all your fucking mess. Like, we'll just hang out over here, you know. I don't think it's a strange jump, really, I think. Because a lot of mu- a lot of musicians are quite funny people, and a lot of uh, mm. comedians would love to be musicians. Because <laughs> in muso world, you can get to be cooler and stand in an alley in a black and white photo and look sort of all look sort of all far away and deep where you never get to you never get to portray that in comedy world do you you have to be (laughs) and one of your big influences was was uh, iron maiden oh iron maiden you know i don't even like iron maiden much these days of course i still like iron maiden but i don't listen to their records and haven't for really for years but they just when i saw them in 82 i was i used to listen to a lot of music in the early 80s with this english bloke i knew in australia he showed me some stuff I liked. You know, I liked early U2. And, oh, we can talk about that too. I just read Bono's biography. I didn't, I didn't, I've, I've been through a grieving period. I, I can't do Bono. Mate. Mm-mm. I can't do Bono. I know we've gone a little off track here, what we're talking about. but I mean, I've known for years, you don't get to run around being a rock star with the peoples in these positions of authority without them letting you in for a reason that benefits them. It's not like Bono's got so much sway. He gets past the fucking doors and, hey, George Bush. Wants... And, of course, you know, I knew many years ago I would have to make a decision about whether or not I could listen to all the artists I want because if you're in extreme metal world, I know that I'm dealing with artists who could have really extreme views about certain things. It comes to ideologies, religions, you know. And I thought, you know what, fuck it, I don't care. But then when I read his book, because also I wrote the joke, yeah, I might, I might know blokes in bands that are complete nihilist, anti-human, hardcore, but you know they're not going to do much damage because you know most of them live with their mums, right? <laughs> and, and and like that's that's the point, you know. They they sell fucking two thousand records. They don't, they don't have they don't have sway, you know. But when I read this book the other day. It's every single fucking narrative that's going on currently. Uh, Bono's book. Yeah. Written with a... <sighs> For such an amazing band at such a young age, well, I got their records real early on, 1980. 81 or something. Just, I couldn't believe what a young guys could make such great music with such sort of spirit to it and feeling. Great, 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 great chemistry. It's a magical thing to have chemistry in a band of musicians. You know, there was—I could even tell this from the records. Just chemistry with these guys. You know, like the songs are great. I loved them. You know, and I loved their 
the whole thing. They never broke up. They didn't bitch about one another. They were like Rush from Canada, you know, almost a perfect band. Cool. Never, you don't hear them bitching about themselves or anyone else. There's no, there's no gossip. They're cool as shit. They got integrity and honor, you know. And then when I read this book, I'm like, oh my fucking god. What am I going to do? I can't. What am I going to do? Do you have any records? I've got any vitals of U2 singles and fucking things I've got and books and things. Because is it worse than Klaus Schwab's book? I mean, it may as well be Klaus Schwab's fucking book. Mm. I mean, when I listen to that guy talk about performing and music and art, you know, I wish you were just doing that, mate. I just, just because you, you know a lot, you know, you fucking. You almost big my ego by validating some of the things I've thought about art. I thought, well, this guy's a fucking top level fucking guy. Another thing, great, great sense of of, of taking risks as a band, you know, and re, re, reinventing yourself as a band. It's a, it's a difficult fucking thing to do, you know. They could jump from Joshua Tree, Rattle and Hum to Uktung Baby, which is a stunning transformation. It's a stunning record, you know. And not a difficult, not an easy thing to do. To get the whole band to come along to jump off to, to to go away from what you're really good at and take it in another direction. This is this is a risk. This is a business risk. This is a creative risk. It's an it's not an easy thing to do. Granted, they are geniuses like Daniel Lenoir and Brian Eno and stuff to help them. <laughs> so they've got you know they've got they've got orchestrators and directors you know which is a smart thing to do too. You know, and reading that book. Oh my god! I discovered your your work um, after that viral clip of yours. Uh, excuse me, the one about political correctness. I think that's. I think half the world has seen that clip. I'm wondering if you could say that same thing today and get away with it. Oh, oh I could say that joke today because there's not much in that joke. I mean, that joke's like 12 years old. So I told you, mm. know, these people didn't see this coming. Now I see every platform. Oh, it's gone like well. I, my first DVD is called Wild. I don't want to sit here and be a, have a sort of I told you so moment. It's never complimentary to yourself. But like it was a very red flag for me to see when they started marrying things like hate crime. One, what the fuck is a hate crime? How do you how do you make an emotion out of you know? I know the notion of what you're saying with your propaganda, but but and but you wanted to marry offence. Not not abuse. Offense. But that's an internal subjective world space of an individual that's governed by how they filter reality, morality, religion, culture, tradition. That's 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 a subjective world space. So to put an objective law around a subjective world space is thought crime, it's nebulous. Because because the person who claims to be offended can never doesn't have to bring proof to the table of harm. Because you can't bring any proof because it's a subjective accusation there's no dead body or broken into a house or missing car there's just a person saying i'm offended and now if you bring hate speech into it and then and then the weight of your your corrupted society is on the side of this person then if they said you will prove that you didn't mean to offend them well you can't do that either right so, so you've got objective laws around nebulous subjective world spaces which is what fucking thought crime it's 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 it's, it destroys free speech. Makes it 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 gives minorities psychological ammunition to shut down the majority. 
Well, it's going to sound like a very stupid question, but go with me on this. What is the purpose of comedy? Well, I mean, you could look at that from it's, it's, well. Bottom line is what it's to laugh. To laugh, right? But in its in its simplistic, you know, what do you want to do? Well, who doesn't like laughing? So I'm trying to figure out what happened. Well, you could go to, to if, if we go down the older uh, conspiracy theory, uh, Warren Path, the beginning of this, you got your cultural Marxism. That would be your foundation of bringing this in, wouldn't you? So. And what they had the slow march through the institutions. I mean, it makes a lot of sense that if you, you, you know, if you want to destroy America, you're not going to do it with tack, tanks and guns. They'll, they'll annihilate you. But if you can get inside the, the heads of their own citizens, this is how I describe it in the stage sometimes, like when they, they, they snuck those soldiers, those Greeks or whatever it is, into that tr city with the, the Trojan, Trojan horse. horse. All right, so what they've done to it, the West and going for the whole world is, is they've done that psychologically, a psychological Trojan horse. So, you, so without firing a shot, you've, and have they done it? Well, they've corrupted and taken control of the universities and the politics and the schools, mm. the education. Well, how do you know that? Well, do some the research. Right? And so they're all left wing, so forth. And then you end up with this postmodernist reality is only what you think in your own head, which is the perfect foundational landscape for political correctness and thought crime, isn't it? Why? Because, mm. because now you can just go, well, I identify as a dog and you need to treat me like one. And instead of going, well, you're not. A dog. If you want to be a dog in your house by yourself and walk around, <laughs> it's no you know, but demand the rest of us fall into your insanity. Well, now this postmodernist subjective world space of you're creating your own reality from you know it shuts down free speech because you can't have a civil conversation now because there's no basis of a generalized accepted reality right so if a man identifies as a dog means he is a dog then what is a man it's nothing so what this does is it strips you of identity which is these are my theories which is what they want because they want you to be an international citizen Right? Globalism. So, all, so all borders need to be destroyed. So they're not just physical borders, like with the EU. That's the destruction of European borders to create a centralised, unelected force, which is what? Which, which, so you can turn Europe into a, into a f big sector. Right? Why do they think they created the euro? Because if they want to wipe it all out, they can wipe it all out in one go instead of trying to go through different currencies. Right, so, and also this is this is psychological warfare. Why? Because it's attuning you to 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 become part of the international, that you're all the same, which is a great truth in transpersonal spiritualism. And an age that we're moving into through Aquarius, with what you start to understand more about yourself in the age of Aquarius than the age of Pisces, which is more belief. And so, I would say they know this stuff. So, that, so, so I sometimes figure they can they can trigger great truths within the collective unconscious, almost like tripping an archetype. But but twist twist the truth into an outcome which is which is not based on its true potential. Right. So 
so now so so why would you want this well you want to shut down free speech you need to bring this international same sameness to everything you can see it in cars now all cars are the same we used to have muscle cars and cool cars and all that but now they've changed cars they're all sleek and hatchbacks basically that's what they are everywhere around the world why to me this is all programming most people think yeah you nuts steve no i think you're nuts because you don't notice anything right I noticed this years ago. Why are all the cars the same? The 70s, they used to be cool. It'd be different cars, and now it's all the same. It's all the same. Music's the same. It's all the same. And it's nothing. It comes from no tradition or culture or, or, or real place. Why? Because all borders need to be taken out. And they need to be taken out psychologically as well. So you can't say you're English anymore because that would be racist and offensive to, the, say, a minority within England who aren't born in England. So to claim that that would be uh, what, what, so we've all got to become what? Have diversity, like you said, which is not diversity. It's, it's, it's turning everybody into, into a big soup. Diversity is Neapolitan ice cream where you have the three flavors separate. But what makes the diversity is the borders, right? The, it, right? If you mush it all up, which is multiculturalism, what's that? Well, there, now there's no identity, but they'll tell you variety is the spice of life. And then, so what's so even more offensive? And now they go, "Oh, there's four white guys on a comedy show. This is not diverse." What you're telling me that these four guys aren't diverse? Where one could be a guy that grew up in a council estate in Scotland, one could be a bloke that grew up in a posh house in fucking Muswell Hill, one could be a, just a, a gay guy from so forth. So, so you're telling me these people aren't diverse because they're white? Like, what are you talking about, right? So you see, you, 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 ter- you, and you're compartmentalizing everything into the things we were already breaking out of. They still act as though England is the same place that, well, you know, for the first black guy that moved into Hull in 1951. You know, it's, it's not that world. It's like when, they, when, when I watch people go on these shows, they go to the mainstream, they shouldn't, because I've heard it now, I've been in the comedy world. So do you think it's okay for comedians to say overtly uh, a sexist or racist or homophobic jokes? And like, See, but here's the thing that people forget about this. Where is this happening? See, I've been in the comedy scene for 25 years. Where, where are these overtly racist, not just jokes, because they're your, right, like you're making out that like like it's not a joke. It's it's directed through the joke as a as a as a as a fascist statement like a, of of intent of hatred. But but I've been on the comedy scene for twenty five years. Where is this happening? It wasn't happening. <laughs> right. But now you think it was. Well, what gives them the right to do? Yeah, but it wasn't happening. Well, what about Bernard Manning? With just saying all those things up in north of England all those years ago. Yeah. Have you ever seen the audience? filled with Indian blokes and black guys and white guys. They're all laughing. This is comedy. He's got some funny fucking jokes, that guy. We've been listening to him lately. He's fucking funny, man. But now you're trying to deal with these brainwashed people, especially the young ones who say, so, so you can, you, they don't even get... Yeah. See, so dumb people don't get good comedy. Feminists and Black Lives Matter, they all destroy. They all destroy what's funny. They, they destroy everything that's funny. And they're all, you know, it's like when people go, oh, feminism hasn't seemed to be working because people are, yeah, there's more channels about all this stuff now. And, oh, the sexual revolution didn't work. No, 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 no. This is what people don't understand. It's worked exactly how they wanted it to work. You just, you're still believing the narrative that it was there for women to be free. And all this, this, this. No, 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 it wasn't. 
So don't say it hasn't worked. It's worked perfectly. This is why you've got all these platforms, because you're dealing with the fucking shrapnel from the outcomes of what? Destroying the family, getting women out of the house, getting the kids into the social systems, into schools, so we can brainwash them and turn them into these PC mutants, getting them on psych meds, saying they've got ADD, putting, making jobs more scarce so we can lower the wages. Plus, we've sold off, you know, claiming that, you know, oh, I love the way they disguise you. They, they, you all thought you were getting a career. No, see, most men had jobs, not careers. <laughs> you, you, you women were on easy street. You could, you could find a guy and fucking stay at home and look at it. Well, why should I look after the kids? Well, why don't you want to look after your own kids? <laughs> how, how have they, how have they battered you into these weird things? Or, oh, they forced me to look after the children. Yeah, but I see. Yeah, but you've got tits. Where do you think the food comes from for the first? Unless you've been convinced that you should give your kid powder because their pharmaceutical companies brought it in in the sixties. You know, you people better wake up. Why? 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 Why do you think you can go against nature? Just look at animals. Who's looking after the kids at the beginning? Well, the, why wouldn't the kid want to be around its mother when it's eight days old? Yeah. It should have been in you. Why do you think this is oppression? Why have they convinced you that making the man you apparently love a sandwich is slavery, but you think that going out to work for someone else for eight to ten hours a day, then paying the same state the illegal tax they steal off you, is freedom? <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> like, like, you've all been tricked so wholeheartedly. As I said at the beginning of this, this podcast, we don't have conversations these days because so many people don't know what's going on. Steve, do you think the West is imploding? Well, it's being destroyed from within, like what we've been talking about now, you know, psychologically, because all, to me, as far as I'm concerned, all its, all its institutions are now just gutted. Everything is like a corporate entity. Everything's just got a slogan now, but there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing behind it. That's what I think. I think all your institutions now, they've got a big glittery sign out the front, like a job centre, saying about the future and doing stuff and being your change in action. But behind that sign is just an old dusty warehouse with a tipped-over chair and an old filing cabinet. That's your institution. They're gutted. They've sold them all. Why? Because also, they, they people go, the government's doing this, the government... The, your governments are targeted for assassination as well. This is internationalism. See, I think what they'll do is you'll see, they're going to start to realise soon that they're going to have to get, get some patsies. So you'll start to see maybe this mainstream media swap sides and all of a sudden won't be so fucking this and they'll start to go, oh, and they'll start to bring out some... Maybe you'll see some political guys or some guys in high power fall and you'll think you're getting a victory. Because what they're going to try and do is trick you into dismantling your own governments. even though their governments aren't really on your side anyway. But here's the great trick, because they want rid of those governments. Why? Because this is going to be internationalism. So to have a government of a, sing of a, of a singular country is still gives you a, a what's the fucking word? Is, oh, I've forgotten the word, but, who, but you know what I mean? It, it gives yeah, you, it who, gives you, who are the internationalists? Oh, I can't name them by fucking things. Well, who 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 knows? Well, you look at this right. banking system. Banking systems. Mm. You know. Well, the ones we can see. World Economic Forums. The one out, the one out of Switzerland. The IBS. What International Banking Settlements. Vatican's. 
monarchies. United what Nations. Are these? Well, these, are, these are power structures that, that sit in the world telling that they, they know God or they run the money. And I mean, see, people go, oh, the World Bank. Doesn't anybody have a question? Who said that this was the bank of the world? The whole world. Oh, the World Health Forum, whatever it's called. Who said, see, there's still people in Brazil living down there with no shoes, killing monkeys with blow darts, who don't watch TV. They're in the world. Are they included? Do they get a say that these fucking people run the World Health Organization? See, that's what I mean. you got to break out of this thing. What, who are these people? Who are these things that are saying these things? Because there's still people walking around Africa and the Jaja or, or Russia living in Siberia and the Middle East walking around in camels in the desert and nomads. Well, they're here. They're valid. They're people. They're in the world. Do they have a say mm. in who's the world bank? <laughs> like, did you vote for this world bank? And even voting, I mean, see, this is the whole thing. What, does that system work? No, we're, we're trapped in these things, you know. The, the Christian ideology is a fucking, the religion is, has done untold damage to your psyche and, and, and everything over the years. Except now they're going to try and destroy it in your own countries because they want to internationalize religion as well. So you're going you're gonna to be trapped within these double fucking binds. Because really, if you're against homosexuality, then how can you be a Christian? They won't let you, because it, it, because eventually, just people to be a Christian means that you must be a, a homophobe, because it says so in your religion. They'll convince everybody that science is the answer, and they'll go, "Yeah, fucking Christians, fuck them," because you've been you've you've watched the dumb Christians on the Simpsons and everything, and you've watched you know, oh, Christians are just, oh, 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 oh. and then you'll start, and you and most people will go, "Yeah, yeah, science will fix everything," and they'll, then they'll get you again. Well, science has become the religion. Oh yes, yeah, pathetic. I mean, to me, to me, mainstream science is is is, or, or, and I'm not a scientist. Thank God, I couldn't live with the guilt. And uh, but in one sense, to me, all they are is is like cartographers. They're just like map makers. What they've 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 stared inside what we see as physical reality, haven't they? They've they've looked in the body and gone, "There's the nervous system. There's a." blood and ligaments and flesh and the heart and these bones and this goes down here and neural pathways go and we've had a look in there and so, so you, you've mapped a physical thing but that's turning it into a machine because there's something else running this this body and that's the part science never fucking wants to talk about Mainstream science, anyway, if you want to talk physics and all this, rah, rah, rah. But like, as Ken Wilber used to say, you know, the West with its ideology, all span, no depth. Flatland, he used to call it. Well, you've, ter you turn you've turned the world into just this what? So so, so I'm not that impressed with scientists. Everyone's so, oh, science is, I'm, not, I'm just not impressed with them. I'm happy that I've got an electric light bulb and a fucking electric guitar. Yeah, you're anti-science. Well, I like the guitar, <laughs> right? But, 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 you know, I'm not that impressed. I don't just listen to them go, oh, yeah, well, the scientists said, are you a scientist, Steve? No, I'm not. Fucking thank God. I'm not impressed with experts because the most brainwashed people are the ones who went to university. 
I'm not impressed with them. You know, I'm supposed to be impressed. I'm not. They're the harder ones. You don't think I'm impressed with doctors? I've met tons of them. They're fucking arrogant, ego. Yeah, you just your health system's a sham. Taken over years ago by fucking globalists and big corporations, and they redirected into allopathic and you know chemicals and surgery. I mean, it's great if you're hit by a truck. Western medicine. Your legs around your fucking head. Well, so you know, you could get you in there. You know, no, no use going to see the shaman if your fucking legs are wrapped on. <laughs> but I'd probably go and see the shaman once you can walk again. <laughs> if you really want to get well. <laughs> Do you think that the last few years of the COVID era have perhaps created a bit of an awakening around the world? Oh yeah, of course. Of course, you know. Because, because, you know, I mean, human beings, I can't judge anyone for this because human beings tend to do this, don't we? You know, I always use it in this simple analogy. If, you know, if you're scared of dentists, but you have a toothache, you'll put off going to the dentist. But once the pain of that toothache can override the fear of the dentist, you can't get to that guy quick enough. So it's an obvious example of all the way human beings work. Once the pain outweighs the fear <laughs> suddenly action takes go right right so so you can see that in the world if you're not awake now but once there's a boot on your neck well the fear of either standing out from the crowd because you don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist or the fear of you know thinking you're wrong or fear of just not wanting to come to terms that maybe everything you grew up with is a, is a lie right well, suddenly, if the situation gets so bad that there's a fucking thing like this, right, all that pain will fucking wake you up, won't it? Suddenly you realise that all those fears you had before were not as frightening as this. <laughs> so, of course, you know, and, you know, you know, this this has to wake them up. That's why I said before, I think there'll be a, there'll be a, they'll, they'll get some patsies out soon because there's been a lot of damage done and so forth. So, you know, you're, you'll want to release. But they've got a plan to decimate your governments anyway to, to turn them into, you know, international has, fucking spaces. Has your work been damaged by the last few years? My, my manager left after a tour of mine. Uh, clubs have banned me. See, I don't care because I don't want to run around the country on trains doing clubs for fuck all money anyway. It's a little boring. I can't get out and tour as much as I want, but I just went back and started doing underground shows. Good thing come from the underground metal punk world is I know what it's like to be underground. As I always say, the air's cleaner in the underground. <laughs> and then like, and so I'll just bide me time because through natural law of duality, things will shift this is not so much an artistic shift, which may shift from like grunge taking over from metal in the nineties. And it sort of swings back around later on. This one does have political agendas behind it and sort of, you know, but eventually people, people, well, how, how long, as I say in stage sometimes now I go, I go, isn't it funny now that I have to explain jokes to the English. You created so much comedy throughout of all of Europe, and you, now you're like, I said to myself, how long are you going to be able to convince you know, the Irish and the English that shit comedy is good? I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can convince them of that forever, you know. Because a lot of the mainstream comedy, I'm not being an angry old 
cis cisgendered normative middle-aged male. <laughs> a lot of it's fucking rubbish now. Mm. Why? Because you because because well, there's a couple of reasons I think. One, you know, when anything starts underground, it's it's it's, it's most pure. It's wonderful, you know. And comedy has always been a world that usually it had characters and neurotics in it, and so forth, which made the the, the, the act. But when they when they had things like you know stand up comedy like an X Factor thing, what was it called? Stand up for the world, and I can't remember. That's when I that was one of my first things. I guess see what's going to happen is mainstream, average, boring people now. Sorry to be such a generalization, but but there is some uncreative. They'll see this now and go. That looks like a fun job. And then they'll go and do it. It, it can it happens in music, you know, when, when thrash metal started, it's only said, but then it gets bigger. Now we've got tons more bands, There's a lot of shit ones. Why? Because not everybody's good. Yeah. And then the, the original thing of what it is gets watered down and it gets reinterpreted. And so you, so you get weaker spots in art, you know, when the, when the majority takes over things. And, and so that's happening. But there's also that equity thing where they're just making sure for their diversity quotas that they just start to go, well, you know, he's a, he, he's a blind kid with a limp, so we'll stick, give him a, <laughs> stick him on the... And then throw some poor kid in there who really can't do live at the Apollo yet. He doesn't know how to stand in front of 5,000 people and hold it, but we've got to get him on there to make sure that we, we get the propaganda going and... <laughs> And so everything becomes a bit fucking blah and sort of a now, uh, you know. So you need a paraplegic who is black from from China. <laughs> Perfect. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be on TV tomorrow. <laughs> Just don't be white and English. That would be offensive. Some chick came out today who quit comedy in England, apparently. who's just going to hate it. Is there any men left in it? They're all limp-wristed jokes fucking going on, pandering to these fucking shit things, and they're all up in arms. I just I just laugh. They're all going, oh, who's this fucking bitch? Well, I kind of agree with that. You know? It is written in a way that could be could be controlled opposition. Who knows? But There is some truth, though, in what Christopher Hitchens said. I think a decade ago, more or less, he said women aren't funny. But I agree with him entirely. It's not that, see, it's not, it's not that women aren't funny. I've met him. I saw one the other night. She was funny. I've done comedy for 25 years. I've seen funny women. Women don't go and do stand-up comedy or join bands as much as men. It's not in their nature. Of course, feminists will say, that's because the patriarchy wouldn't let us. No, no, because I've already been in comedy for 25 years and I'm in bands. I've seen chicks doing comedy and bands since I've been alive. <laughs> So, 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 so that's what it's, it's hard to argue with these people because they're in a non-reality. You're, you're trying to convince me to come into your insanity. I've already been listening to Kate Bush since the late 70s. What do you tell me chicks weren't allowed? Oh, they might have had a hard... Well, they might have, but you know, they still did it. Stop moaning. Get on with it. This is the underground mentality. Don't you get it? If it's not there, create it. Right? And so, 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 you know, I know heaps of women that don't like women comedy. Why? Because some of it's not, cause, because women don't sit around and talk about the same stupid things like men do. Men try and be funny to attract women. No, no, if, if you're an unselfconscious guy, you don't have to be standing looking. When I was with Bert Kreischer, that guy had a bit of a gut, but he'd get his shirt off and he'd dance around. He was a happy guy, party fucking guy. A guy like that could pull birds by being what? A bit of an idiot. Right, right? 
No birds ever act like idiots to attract men. Do they? Uh, would, would any woman think I've got to go? I'm going to go and dance like an idiot, right? And, 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 and to see if I can get attracted to, because. It, so, so it's not like oh, so are you against women, Steve? What are you talking about? This is just nature. Yeah. But yeah, women make human beings the ultimate act of creation. Men don't, so they make other things. <laughs> it's funny, all the songs. You know, this is all bloody men. This look at all the music you love. You're not even grateful to the men that made it. They've turned everyone around into not having any gratefulness. When I see tons of Irish women cheering, they can now have abortions. I'm go, I go, they've twisted. You're the divine feminine is now championing that they can get rid of their fucking fetuses if they get out and get too pissed and act like a fucking slut. Like, like it's all it's all a, upside that's a down. a crude description that could cause some fucking issues with people. Rah, rah, rah. But you know what I'm saying. That's what I mean. It's all upside it's down, true. Steve. It's completely it's all inverted. Down, right? mm. It's all inverted. I mean, why do you think they brought in contraception and the Catholic Church's contraception? Well, this is all depopulation agendas. Plus, it, plus, it, plus, now they're giving you the freedom under the guise of the sexual revolution that now you can be free to express your sexuality. Now it's to destroy your morality. It's to get you into base level motivations. Like an animal. So you don't, so you don't evolve. So you don't have any control over this, you know. Oh, the patriarchy, how come men can go out and have sex with all these women and women can't? Because men and women are different. They're chemical, biological makeups and the way nature has, you know, if you had three men on a fucking uh, uh, island with a hundred women, well, you could, you could repopulate yourself, couldn't you? But if you had a hundred men with one chick... <laughs> mm. <laughs> Now, now it's just going to be a mess. <laughs> right, right. So why, that's why the women have always been, even though they have been corrupted, why? By things like the church and everything. Why? By the, this system that you're in. I like what John Trudell says. Of course they had to create sexism and a, and a divide in amongst the feminine because the, because the earth is the mother. They had to destroy the feminine, burn witches. Why? Because women also had the, uh, the you know, they're, they're, they're the representation of the unconscious. You know, the male, in the male and female principle, the, or the feminine is represented by the unconscious, whereas the masculine is represented by the conscious, and the conscious mind is what? It's like the waves of the ocean, and the ocean is the feminine. So the waves go out like masculine. It's energy. It goes out, does this. It's aggressive and does that, and then it pulls back into the unconscious. It's the female dynamic, which is powerful. So, of course, they wanted to subvert the female principle why because there's a lot of power in there <laughs> you know so, so now they've tricked us all their like, oh, you bloody men now these bloody men built all your roads and your cities and your houses and your plumbing and they kept it going and the electricity they fell off building skyscrapers doing this and you didn't have to do it you didn't have to go and get wheelbarrows of brick and either have i i've got a joke going i'm not looking for your respect i'm an artist i've never done any of this i haven't put up a shelf fuck all <laughs> <laughs> but you better have some respect for these other fucking men. And you should have some respect for all the thousands of men in bands that have made songs you love. Now you just think, oh, they're all sexist. Well, they wouldn't let us have a go. Well, I'm sorry. I saw women singing. <laughs> Most of the music I listen to is by women. 
<laughs> it's as you said it's that balance between the male and the female that make the unit that make the whole that's what they're trying to break completely in every in every sphere of existence you know cultural tradition you know multiculturalism mix everybody up doing tradition have no identity be an international citizen there's so many programming in this now you know like get this thing for the good of the fucking all what is it now you're in it's an international citizenry act local think global Right. And this ties into a part of you which is also evolving into you. You are start to these are my theories. I start I start to understanding that there's a perhaps we use these crude descriptions singular consciousness. That what? Yeah, a lot of these ideas of just getting upset because someone was a different color of that. A lot of people are over that. You know, it's, that's what's so funny. You you sit there going, black people don't have a thing in America, but, but I'm sitting there being told this by a woman who's the district attorney of Chicago. So we're living in a world where there's a woman who's the district, who's a black woman who's a district, telling me that uh, there's no chance for yeah, But you're, you're <laughs> it's, it's like that woman on the BBC interviewed Jordan Peterson. She talks about feminists and oppression and how come there's no, how come there's there's only three women running Ford's five hundred companies. See the way they even think. You think that's success? That's not success. That's not living, aren't you? It's four or five hundred companies. Why, 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 why should? Who cares? You should be grateful. You're not involved in that insidious world of fucking power grabs and chaos. And here's the other thing: when you go into these competitive worlds with men, well, do you know if you're a weak man in here, they'll hassle you too. It's not just that they go after chicks. This is competitive world. That have you ever noticed at school that the chess guys didn't hang out with the football lads? <laughs> yeah yeah like like why because because it's a different power dynamic <laughs> unless you want to be sort of crash tackled from behind and jumped on by four blokes as a bit of fun or or told you're a piss weak and you can't run fast enough with the other sports guys then don't come in here yeah because this is the world you're entering but oh no they want everything to be the same yeah, that's what I mean. Everything starts to become the same. You can't have any difference. Mm. Right, so now that can't be a competitive thing because you're making the poor kids who aren't as good as com- competition or sport get upset and their feelings hurt. Well, they just don't have to go in there. See, you're trying to convince an old man here. Like, it's, it was very simple when I grew up. If there was 13 kids trying out for the soccer team, but we only need 12. Well, who's the shittest? Jason. Well, Jason's not in. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, what about Jason's feelings? Well, we're not concerned with Jason's feelings. We're putting together a football team. This wasn't based around everybody's feelings. And we want to win. Maybe Jason might go on and go, you know what? I'm no good at footy and ends up becoming a manager and making more money than any of them. So you don't know what's going to happen in someone's life. You, 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 you're taking away the hardships a bit. And this has all got to do with safety and security. A PC is it goes back to what? Well, everything's safety and security now. Medicine and that. Safety, security, health and safety, which goes to PC, which is what? Well, the ending of all suffering. There's got to be health and safety in here too, an emotional, psychological health and safety, which is a nebulous area, which sanitizes everything to what? Not understanding life anymore. You can't laugh at horror. 
What is laughing for? To fucking help you get through trauma and horror. Why do people in Belfast have such a killer sense of humour? Besides being Irish, which helps. But look at the fucking chaos these people have been through. And if they told me, oh, you can't laugh at that. <laughs> oh. What are you talking, you know, they're just, they're just, yeah. So, so, so all these, in one sense, all these little PC cancel culture people, they're, they're, I call them psychological foot soldiers. Because they're like emotional landmines now that's set about so that, so that the general public, the majority can't, you know, and for some reason we've given the police and the media, or given them the backing of the police and the media. Not for some reason, I know the reason. But, so that's why it's dangerous because they're on their side as well. You know, why, 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 it's so obvious. Why, why, why would you have a fo- or the LGBT rainbow flag? Okay, for one thing, why have you got a flag? <laughs> Where's my flag? Where's my I like fucking women flag? To put it crudely, but where is it? Where, where is it? Where, why, why, why is England painted its cop cars rainbow colours? Why have they made their pedestrian crossings into rainbows? Because it's, it's, it's propaganda. It's total control. It's deconstruction of your fucking identity. It's deconstruction of your. Because soon you'll have to agree with homosexuality, which is ironic, as England is a place that used to imprison homosexuals. So then again, the state takes no responsibility for what? Perhaps fostering an, an, an attitude through what? Well, the fact that if you're gay, we put you in prison. And now the very same system that used to have those law will put you in prison if you don't agree with it. <laughs> so you don't think something's corrupt here, folks? Are you an anarchist at heart? I don't know. I've never, I've never really understood the meaning in the sense of because all the anarchists I knew were just punks who lived in squats and got fucking pissed <laughs> you know, I don't think it was any real <laughs> just, just just guys who didn't want to get jobs and three hearty cheers to them and uh... but yeah you know it's not like I think oh you know I'm not some 17 year old thinks we can just pull the whole system down in one go and it'll all be fine and we'll we're not we're not we're not evolved enough we've got a lot of self soul searching to do and understand what's going on a lot of people should do it. but they but you know as we said as 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 that toothache gets worse would you like to bring in some of of this these thought processes into into your comedy or is it just not the right place no 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 well this i've got now it's got tons of this stuff in it I just don't get to gig all the time because uh, <laughs> we're in this environment, you know. But I'd like to do a show. I'm going to try and write this next show. I had to put it. Sometimes it gets tricky because, you know, you sit there, you go, I'm actually quite serious about this, but I've got to make this serious and funny. <laughs> okay. So, say, I've got to make you laugh, but understand I'm not joking. <laughs> I think it would be good now, instead of just pointing out things which suck, you could do somehow 
give just knowledge of because in one sense we've 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 got the power there's very simple things you can do to begin with It's a funny thing. It's, it's almost like this. Say people woke up and realized they shouldn't eat McDonald's. Fuck McDonald's. Right? You could get it out of your country in less than a week. Why? Just don't go. You don't have to have a meeting. We don't have to go to the park with bullhorns and have the cops photograph us and do anything like this. There's no law that says I have to eat at McDonald's. You could all just stay at home and make your own dinner. None of you have to do anything. And like, because it would have no money, like a flower with no water, it would have just... It'd just So in one sense, there's, there's actions that you could take, which is so simple. But to get that idea to the amount of people you do. Yeah. <laughs> Are you planning on touring internationally again? Well, I don't know. This whole world is so fucking insane. Mm. We'll see what goes on. I go to Ireland. Ireland's still got spirit. I, I think we there. do. I think we do down here on the African continent. What's it like down there? Is they kind of is there? Uh, I think living in South Africa or in Africa is a blessing in disguise in many ways because we have a government that is too inept and too corrupt to successfully oppress us. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got friends who are living in Canada who hate the fact that the Canadian government is so efficient. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Plus, I always figured, you know. Oh, I would hope so. If I was a black fella in fucking Africa, mate. A bunch of white blokes turned up with noodles. I'd be like, we've been through this shit before, mate. Fuck you. But, well, here's what. We've all been through it, too, you know. Mm. I like what John Chappelle says when he talks about, you know, he doesn't just go, oh, white people came and fucking killed us. He goes, no, those white people were also tribal people. They got done over for four or five hundred years till they didn't know how to be human anymore. Then they sent them out here. So, you know, that's what I always used to think. They didn't just go to Australia to steal the land. They went there to get rid of cosmic people. Because this, is a, this, is, this, this plan's ancient. They went there to get rid of people who still lived in harmony with nature and understood great depth. Of, of, look at Aboriginals, mate. It's fucking cosmic people, mate. You sit around that fucking country, just fucking... They just know how to live in it, you know. They, 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 they live in dream time. They, they don't need to, a priest to speak to God. They're, half, they're halfway there, mate. <laughs> like... You know, so they knew that, whoever, they, I say these days, for the description of these power structures that turned up, I went, right. Steve, where do you see the future of comedy going? I don't know, because, I mean, it'll be directed about whether or not human beings wake up and let what's coming down the pipe manifest or not. If it turns into this kind of world that they've depicted in many Hollywood films... This dystopian nightmares. Well, if you end up in there, then there won't be any comedy. Or William. There won't be any. There won't be anything. 
you'll be in a 15-minute smart city sitting there with your cashless society digital ID fucking thing. You won't be going anywhere. That'll be it. You'll be there'll be there'll be DARPA attack. Here's what people don't understand. They probably most people haven't even heard of DARPA. There'll be weird mm. robotic drones in the air with sound weapons. There'll be DARPA robot attack dogs that'll go through the woods and fucking. It'll be a complete fucking Terminator chaos if this manifests. And hop. Yeah, yeah. All, all this fucking chaos, you know. So. Mm. So the future's kind of nebulous in that sense. I don't know where it is. Or, or if you want to just put your mind to it, you go, well, you, you, we get through all this like a dark night of the soul. You go in and we wake up to our true nature because, as you said, once that pain of the toothache gets bigger, maybe because maybe, some people would have the, the, the idea that maybe you could see even your, your apparent enemies are giving you a blessing by fucking waking you up. <laughs> so. okay you're standing on the battleground of the information war and you're looking out at the enemy coming at you what is it that you see <laughs> these days <laughs> information war with the enemy purple haired boys in dresses <laughs> Who were cool in the in the eighties? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool in the eighties. Cool <laughs> oh, you know, you know, if you if you want the real information, more just go internal. Switch off that TV. If you're watching anything mainstream, switch it off. Unless you know how to really watch it consciously, switch it off. You don't need it. I've got a joke. Now, if you went outside for a month and just lit a fire in your backyard and looked at that instead of the TV for a month, stuff would start pouring out of you. Like, you're in the insurance ads and fucking Madonna clips from the 80s. And just, I didn't even know this was all in here. It's all in there. <laughs> <laughs> like a big purging. Oh, God. And three fucking insurance ads drop out of me this morning. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, if I would get any advice to begin with, just understand that you're, you're a slave, right? but not really, but they've made you into one in all their disguised as freedoms and, and turn off that fucking box. It's, 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 it's as I used to say years ago, God, if everyone switched it off, who would they be talking to? <laughs> they wouldn't go anywhere. You're, 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 you're the conduit for this nonsense. <laughs> and when you take in the nonsense, you start to manifest it. They use you like a magic wand. You know what I mean? Because it becomes, it becomes an accepted paradigm. So you've got to be careful. Why? Because they know that you could, you, 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 you're, 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 you're manifest the belief. So don't take it in. Don't, even if, even if it's information that seems awake, like, oh, have you seen how evil the Grammys is? Have a look at this ritual. They are doing rituals. Some bloke was putting it up the other day, and I thought I went to look at it, then I went, don't watch it. Because you got, there's enemies everywhere. There could be, he could be disguised as your friend going, here, watch this. Why? So you watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> don't take it in. Do you think David Icke is frustrated? I don't know about these big players. You know, I've got lots of, I've read lots of his books, and but I've always been wary of these big players. You know what I mean? Because how can you run around with this? And where did you get all this information? Those books were so packed and condensed. And 
And this is a fucking lot of work, you know. Where does where's this coming from? Could be lots of truth mixed with a bunch of bullshit and swing around here and say, who knows? I learned about three years ago, guess what? Don't take anything from the outside. Even if you go into YouTube and they go, here, let's do a meditation. And no, 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 don't take anything from the fucking outside. Do everything from the inside. Have no gurus, no totems of these people. No one's in. I've got a few musos I'll put up there. But, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't. Just stay away. He's got the TV. I really, I, I don't know how people can watch TV and not feel fucking ill. Just the, just the, just the vibration that's coming out of it. The energy that's coming out of it is just, just. It's Luciferian, is what you want to say. Oh, it's fucking rotten. <laughs> but when they just, and it treats you like an idiot. You know, like I don't like how demeaning it is. No, no, that's what. That's my it's TV first. God, you'll feel free. I'm about to go even off grid for a bit, live in the fucking woods, and that. It, I know it's just gonna. Oh, everything's dropping out of me. <laughs> I still like that line, like an old Madonna clip from the eighties. <laughs> Madonna now nah, looks terrible. She she looks like a goblin. Someone put up a picture of of, of the, the chick who used to sing in uh, was it the Bangles? Uh, Susanna Hoff, I think her name is. Someone put a picture up of her this morning. Go, her and Madonna are the same age. She looks fucking great. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yes. <laughs> if I wanted to follow your work, uh, how do I do that? Uh, well, at the moment, I'm a bit all over the shop. I've got I've got a YouTube channel. This clip's up there under Steve Hughes. So there's lots of comedy on there. I do have a website under Steve Hughes. Dot, God, I never remember. Is it AU or UK? I have to get. I should get. I should get my managers to give me a list. So when people ask me this, yeah, you can go to this website. <laughs> Look up on YouTube. You'll find me. I'll be there. It's been a pleasure, Steve Hughes. Thank you for joining me in the trenches. Oh, this, been, this, this is, yeah, yeah, this has been fun. Sorry the camera keeps going a bit up and back, but my iPad sits in one of those leather things that holds, but it's all, it's all worn out and it's held together with gaffer tape. <laughs> and I do iPods and I, realize, and I do podcasts and I realize that I used to end up with my head. Everybody else has got these great backdrops and speech. I'm, I'm like this. You've got teddy bears. Oh, yeah, I've got teddy bears. And, <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. I've had a good time. I hope I hope your guests find it interesting. Uh, my ramblings. But uh... my name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare: The Battle of Ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.